0: Welcome to Baby Boomer Tales. Thank you for riding along today. Let me introduce myself. If you aren't familiar with me, you can call me Jim. Now, I'm a big statistics nerd, and to prove my point, my listeners in January were up 7.5% over my December listeners on this podcast, Baby Boomer Tales. And December was up 11.3% over November of last year. So that's just put my whole life into a very small nutshell. That's a fact. I'm into bar charts, line charts, flow charts. I do charts and graphs on almost everything. For an example, my utilities, I have a chart for the electric How much I spend each month, it goes back since I built my house here, so about 22 years. Same way with the water bill. I can tell you the very best and the very worst month every year going back to 1999. I have charts on my income and my expenses. I've taken that back about 33 years, ever since I've lived in the Midwest here. I keep charts and graphs on my fantasy football teams. I've found that I do better with four teams than I do five, and I do better with four teams than I do three teams. Fantasy football is kind of a funny thing. It doesn't take that much time out of my day to keep up with that. But at five teams, I was overwhelmed just a little. Now, fantasy baseball, I can only do one team, and that's plenty for me. You may think I'm a little old to be participating in such events, but it goes right along with my statistics brain, because all that stuff is, is statistics, and you play in the odds when you're playing fantasy football or fantasy baseball. Unlike gambling, which I can't figure out where that's anything but luck except in things like cards, where your body language and the manner in which you participate in the event can translate to if you win or lose. Now, I do not have a poker face, unlike my grandpa, who was a professional gambler back in the day. I could never do that, but I could kept his books for him, no problem whatsoever. Since the onset of the personal computer, it's helped me tremendously. Years ago when we had our department store, I kept charts and graphs on absolutely everything and I had to do it on a piece of graph paper. I used four different colored ink pens to keep my charts. I could tell you that a 34 by 34 pair of men's Levi's sold better than the 34 by 32 or that it is the best selling size in, in the men's, much better than the 36 by 34. Or the thirty eight by thirty two or etc etc also in men's shoes and boots, size nine and a half would sell seven per cent better than a size ten in a men's shoe or boot, so I am really almost a nerd at this now, I do not have a pocket protector with four or five or six pens in it. I do not wear my glasses with masking tape holding them together. I do not go. Huh, huh, huh or however the movies portray a nerd to laugh. But I really get off on it, and it's been with me ever since I can remember. Everything I've ever done, practically, I create some sort of chart or graph or projection or something. I used to think that I should have been a statistician for Major League Baseball. Professional baseball statistics is the lifeblood of that. You can have a statistic on practically anything in baseball. It's much more statistic-driven than football or basketball. And maybe that's because there is so much time between each play. The three-quarters of the game revolves around giving signs, getting in position, scratching yourself or spitting. And so there's a lot of time in between. And it is a hotbed for statistics. That's a fact. My earliest remembrance of keeping statistics is when I was a little boy, I'd play this game out in my front yard at night where I had this little football. It was meant out of rubber. It wasn't nerfed or anything. But I'd throw it high in the air, and I'd run under it and catch it. And I've spoken of this before, but I had regular little games. What I didn't tell you is I had a book of every major college football teams, roster, and I chose names for my players. I'd close my eyes and turn a page and stick my finger on the page, and that whoever's name I fell upon, I'd use their first name, and then I'd do it again on a different page to get the guy's last name. So I might have Brady Villanueva or Johnny Mantle or something. But then I kept stats on if I'd play... Four downs, and if three different guys caught the ball in my imagination, then I go mark it down. Then I transpose it into a book. When I went inside for the night, I do the same thing with baseball. I throw this hard rubber ball against our concrete porch in the front yard, and if it was a fly out by the ball bouncing up and I catch it, or if it was a single by the ball getting past me, or ground out where. I threw it high, and it hit that porch, and it hit the ground and start bouncing towards me, and I put them out. I kept little games in my head, and I transposed that to paper. And so then I'd have little standings and batting orders and kept batting averages on these guys that I made up in my mind. I know that that sounds kind of weird, but it was not weird to me. Terry and I played electric football in the same situation. We each had, I believe, four teams, and we had a regular league. And I could tell you which running back was the best. We had names for every one of those little electric football players that vibrated up and down this board. And I know the very best one to be a wide receiver or the very best one to be a running back. Just because every time they did it, I'd mark it down what happened with them. So I knew the average yards per carry. As far as real baseball players, I knew so many of their stats. Probably every starting player in the whole major leagues, I could rattle off their statistics, especially the New York Yankees. I had Mickey Mantle's whole career memorized. I could tell you the runs, the hits, the average, batting average, base on balls, how many games he played every season, But football and basketball, they kept statistics too. And I followed those, and I knew those things. But baseball was really the hotbed for statistics. I taught myself how to figure out earn run average, slugging percentage, all that stuff. I knew how to do that. Now, I couldn't sit in. Mr. Vaughn's math class and watch him write a bunch of numbers up on the board and stay awake enough to understand what he's trying to get into my brain but I could go home and start figuring out all this stuff and keeping track of everybody's statistics just like that I even went overboard like we buy a 45 record and now we have 10 45's at the house and I kept a running top 10 And the three voters were my brother Don, my brother John, and me. I think when my sister got old enough, we included her too, which was good for me because maybe she would vote on the song that I liked because my brothers were always voting for Hello Mudda, Hello Fada. Every time. Every time. That sucker must have been number one at our house for years. I'd get so frustrated I'd come up with a new record, bring it home try to sell it on my brothers and they would just stick with hello mutta, hello fada today i have to have a very good calculator i i use a sharp 12-digit calculator because it does all my statistical needs on it so whatever i have to replace a calculator i have to be very very careful to get one that i'll use if it can't do my percentages and and all that quickly and easily with a good memory it's useless to me those are business calculators and i used them in business of course my whole business life everything was based on statistics when i ran the business part of the contractor i've spoke about i could give the boss reports on which client we made money which client we lost money which foreman we made more money with and which foreman we lost more money with even down to which employee was more productive than another. Now this doesn't come by the boss watching them and saying but it came from numbers. You have to know how to come up with your overhead how much an employee costs you an hour to employ so when you hire a plumber and they come and they tell you it's a hundred dollars an hour you have to remember one thing: it probably costs that employer ninety dollars an hour to employ that guy. Then you say, "My goodness, plumber makes ninety dollars an hour." That is not what I said. When you start doing all his overhead and all his taxes and his salary and his insurance, his time he misses work and etc. etc. etc., it can come up to ninety bucks an hour real fast to employ one person. My girls, when they were teenagers, used to fight amongst themselves about how much money that we spend on them, on their clothing, on shoes. And they'd get into these big yelling matches and disagreements and usually all stem from one wanted to borrow somebody else's whatever. And so then I'd have to intervene and I'd show them, well, you have spent $40 more on clothing this year than your sister. Give them the percentage of that. And show them the year before if they didn't believe me. And it usually put an end to the fight. We always try to keep everything even. I'm not sure that was a good idea looking back. But I was prepared for when the fight broke out to give them hard evidence to stop that squabbling right away. My podcast host is real good about giving me stats on this podcast. And it's one reason I went with them. I could tell you what time of day is the most listened to. I could tell you what day is the most listened to. I know what country, what state. I do not know demographics like ages and stuff, and that would be nice, but that really doesn't matter to me. All I'm doing is sitting here telling you some old stories, trying to be funny, trying to create a smile, trying to tell you my life story in a way that maybe you can relate with it. Look back yourself a little bit and remember days gone by. And so if you don't think that keeping statistics or charts or graphs on things is important, that's okay. If we all did that, this world would just be crazy, crazier than it is today. But there has to be some of us that do that. I was that way until I was about 15. And then once I turned 15, any sense of keeping any kind of records... Or keeping anything straight at all went right out the window. I was interested in cars and girls and that lasted until I was about 25. Then I started to get back into statistics a little. Waste my time until I met my wife. So just remember that good old Jim here is not a nerd. I'm just a stats nerd. I have never ever taped my glasses together. I've never ever owned a pocket protector. I have thousands of pins, but I have about six laying on my desk. And yes, they are in several colors. <laughs> Thank you for riding along today. I count it an honor that you take a few minutes out of your day every week. Sit here and reminisce with me. You can find us on the internet at babyboomertails.com. Once you've arrived there, There's links to our Facebook page, different venues that play our podcast, our Amazon store, our patron page, and other things right there at BabyBoomerTales.com. Kindness really matters. It can change someone's life by one simple little act from you. I'll be back next Wednesday. Peace out.
1: Jerry! 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 Homer, what are you doing at my house at 5.30 in the morning? Jerry, I gotta tell you, I made the newest, best invention the world has ever known. And I am going to be rich! I'm going to be rich, Jerry! I'm going to be rich! I'm gonna be rich. I'm gonna be rich. I'm gonna be rich. Homer, 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 Homer.
0: Okay, it's 530 in the morning and you invented something that you're gonna be rich. What is it, Homer? Please. Well, Jerry,
1: look at this. What am I looking at, Homer? It's the new improved pocket protector. What do you mean
0: new and improved? You got a bunch of pins in there, Homer. Looks like that guy down at the Bank wears.
1: Yeah, but Jerry, this one has a compartment for tape. Why tape, Homer? For when you break your glasses, you can fix them right there. New and improved. I'm going to be rich. I'm going to be rich. I'm going to be rich.